2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We're super stoked about our next guest. His rise to fame in, in certain circles has been astronomical. Uh, he's been working with some of the biggest politicians in the game for years. We're talking John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. And now he's sort of been dominating the podcast space for the better part of a decade. Uh, welcome to the program, host of Love It or Leave It, John Lovett. John, how are you?
3: Thank you for that very nice intro. I I geek out.
1: Like Pod Save America, like I'm geeking out. Michaela hates politics.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny? I don't, like, geek out on politics, but I think people like you have given me reason to pay attention because I just don't like the stiffness of politics. I want to educate myself, but I want it to still have a little humor. I want words to be used that I understand that I don't have to Google every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you make it No, I know.
3: Well, like, we started... So we did Pod Save America and this show, Love It or Leave It, which we'll talk about, like, because there was so much noise about politics and it turned so many people off. And so we wanted to find a place where, we wanted to make a place where people could feel like they could learn about the week's news, but it wasn't depressing, it wasn't cynical. It didn't make them feel like nothing mattered, but actually like told them like, what's important, what they can do to help, how they can be involved and do it in a way that's like entertaining and funny and not self-serious. And so like, that's always what we've been trying to do. and, And because, you know, we just need more people to be involved. We need more people to, Uh, We need people who don't vote to vote. We need people who vote to volunteer. We need people who volunteer to do more. Like we need everybody to step up. And so we wanted to create a place where people felt like they were excited to be part of politics, be part of a community. Well, you started
1: off volunteering with John Kerry's campaign I was reading and then got asked to write a brief little note, turned into a career as a speechwriter and now as a podcaster, very successfully, one of the best in the world. Uh, What did you learn because I mean, John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama—all very, very different humans, very different types of candidates. Uh, they relate relate to people in very different ways. Uh, yeah. What did you pull from each of those experiences that has helped you become uh, a better communicator uh, and a successful podcaster?
3: I spent the most time working for Hillary Clinton and, and Barack Obama, and I think like the biggest difference in terms of how they approach speeches is. Like, and, I, and I don't think one is better than the other, you know, maybe one has more advantages in politics than the other. But w- when I worked for Hillary Clinton, you really felt like speeches were a place where she was like, I want to tell people in detail what my policies are and what they would do. I want to get really specific. I want to explain why I'm for what I'm for. Uh, and I want to go through why I really care about these specific healthcare policies or the, these specific policies about women's rights or these specific policies about uh, clean energy or whatever. And I, I think President Obama has a different goal with speeches. And he really wants to tell a story. He wants to tell a story about uh, whether it's, you know, he, you know, famously told the story of like his own journey in America in the 2004 speech, the story of, of the 2008 campaign, you know, was before my time, but like in the white house, the story of what happened in the great recession and the, the need to rebuild the country and the need to, to, to solve big problems again, whatever it may be. And so, I I feel like that's a a big distinction. And also, they're just... um, (laughs) Hillary Clinton is a more earnest person. She's just a super earnest person. And I think sometimes people like, especially because she's a woman, they're like, oh, that's inauthentic. It's like, no, that's who she is. You just, she is, that is, that earnest person is who she is. And so sometimes it's a little bit easier to write, I think, jokes for Barack Obama, just because he was a little bit looser at times.
0: Working so closely with Obama and Hillary, these iconic, you know, leaders, were you shocked to see the Trump administration these past four years just really getting things wrong?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, it was um, I the way that I, like, it's so hard to wrap your head around. And I think part of that is like, that's the goal, right? There's so many things going wrong at once, so much chaos, so much deception, all these different fires going all at the same time. You don't know where to put your attention. But the way, the thing about Trump is it's like, some of the time it was, pure unadulterated raw uncut incompetence just dumb bad people the dregs of republican politics in jobs for which they were not qualified screwing things up that was a big part of the last five years but sometimes it was like legitimate effortful like malevolence like just we have a an agenda and we're going to follow it through we are going to divide people we are going to use bigotry we're going to use hatred we're going to stoke lies and we're going to stoke fear and we're going to use it to win elections and then you know most of the time it was a combination I think like one of the challenges of the last four years is like it was figuring out like how much of what we're seeing is incompetence how much of what we're seeing is just like hatred and malevolence Uh, and usually it was like a stew of both Uh, but with the speech writing specifically it was almost like there are so many problems that the bad writing was like not the important thing. Like, hey, um, this is bigoted. This is stoking fear against Muslims or immigrants or, or black people, brown people, trans people. Also, the writing is bad. Um, I also don't love the grammar. So I'm going to really focus less on that. But I don't want to forget that the writing is bad.
0: Sometimes you just do a free-for-all. Sometimes you just start improv So it was like you never really knew. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. If you're just out
1: joining us, we're, we're having a conversation with John Levitt, former speechwriter of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, one of the co-hosts of Pod Save America. And Love It or Leave It, which I want to talk to you about now. We're super excited about this. I could go on and on about Hillary Clinton all day long. Everybody who knows me knows I would cut off my left arm for her. I would vote for her 100 times over if I had every chance to. I love her. She's a policy wonk. I get her. Yes. That's my that's my kind of people. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe another time, another conversation. Um, but I want to talk to you about Love It or Leave It. Yeah, uh, You must be so, so proud of this podcast. Uh, for those who are maybe new to podcast or new to this podcast, uh, how is it different from Pod Save America uh, and what can listeners expect?
3: Yeah, so Pod Save America is a conversation. We break down the week's news and, and we try to do it in a way that's like that's no bullshit, that's, that's fun, that's entertaining, that, that separates what's important from what's not, that gives people ways that they can help. Love It or Leave It is our weekly show, our weekend show. It's kind of a week in review, and it's more like straight comedy. I have some of like the best comedians in the world on the show, just to riff on the week's news. We play games with members of the audience, we, we quiz celebrities, we, um, we talk not just about like, the biggest news in politics, but we talk about pop culture, we talk about entertainment, I talk about sports, usually somebody quizzing me because I don't know anything about it. Um, and we try to basically, like, my, the, the ideal version of of Love It or Leave It is when, like, you get to understand everything important that happened this week, but, like, with jokes. You get an interview with somebody who tells you about something you may not know about. Like, I did this interview where I learned a lot about Bitcoin recently. Like, Bitcoin, you hear all about it, and I, like, feel like we all kind of pretend we know what's going on, and I really want to understand it. Uh, I interviewed a seismologist about like the earthquake scale. So you kind of learn something unexpected and then, you know, you can play games and sort of laugh along with somebody trying to uh, uh, be quizzed about what happened that week. Um, so, you know, that's love it or leave it. And, you know, we, we also, you know, look, I um, uh, uh like uh, that football player. I am also gay. And I <laughs> like to make sure that we have like a, a gay perspective on the week's news as well. Uh, whether it's um, what's happening in terms of like state legislatures, like trying to do bigoted policies or, uh, you know, Bridgerton, whatever, whatever is in gay news <laughs> that we, we, we cover it,
0: you know? Well, it is really exciting um, talking about the NFL player who came out. We are obviously a gay station. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, Na- Carl, a- Nassib. Carl, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib,
1: Michaela, He's just Carl, Carl to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just think it's great that he's an NFL player. Again, also nothing that I know about. I have no idea what football is, but I'm just happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but pride means a lot to us. Being gay means a lot to us. We see a lot of people coming out now, especially in 2021. We're even asking the question, do we still need to have coming outs? But I want to ask you, as we're rounding up pride season, what does pride mean to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it's two big things. I think one, it's a way to focus on where as a community, like it's a chance to take stock and be like, okay, where are we, how far have we come? Where have we made progress? And then where are there areas where we just have huge, huge problems that we still have to address? And even as we're celebrating, like we should talk about that, that like there are threats, you know, even as this is a moment of like unprecedented trans visibility, there are threats to trans people all across this country. There are violent threats to to trans women, especially trans women of color all the time. There are just threats coming out of state legislatures all across America trying to uh, stigmatize just kids who wanna play sports in school. Like they just wanna play on their team, like let them play. Um, uh, and it's uh, uh, so, so we have to kind of stay focused on that and the work that we have to do. And then the other piece of it to me, and I, I think this is also really important is so much of the fight is about acceptance about fighting against people that say you know they've sort of moved on from gay people they kind of know they've lost that fight now they're kind of focusing on attacking and stigmatizing trans people but so much of the battles we fight are about how being gay is is not bad it doesn't deserve to be (laughs) denied service doesn't you know deserves to be able to uh, foster children and raise families and have all the same rights as everybody else but when you spend so much time fighting for tolerance you don't spend enough time talking about like why being gay is not just worth tolerating but celebrating being worth, yes. being worth it's worth being celebrated that like that that trans people aren't just not harmful that they contribute they contribute by on the basis of the, their talents and and, and individuality and our, and in challenging assumptions about gender that like being gay i think has you know one of the reasons i think lgbt people have been stigmatized forever is that not just what we represent but what it represents about people who aren't LGBT, that it's a threat to masculinity. It's a threat to traditional um, 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 stereotypes that, that, that LGBT people have said, wait, hold on a second. We don't wanna play uh, by those rules anymore. And I think the ways that we can lift up not just why gay people aren't bad, but why LGBT people are good and wonderful and add so much is also to me what Pride's about.
1: Listen, John love it. you're on fire right now. I understand why you're- Crushing so successful. it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Like you I've been doing this for a minute, and you are you're very impressive uh, with your words and and I think it's nice. so. It speaks to so much of what we all feel internally as members of this community. Like not only should we not be tolerated, like y'all need to celebrate us because you don't know what we have. Trans individuals historically through many cultures have been celebrated as two spirited, as being of both worlds, and and somehow here we are trying to dehumanize them left and right. It's yeah. just disgusting. Uh, before we let you go, um, I do want to know uh, for for allies, maybe uh, those listening to your podcast or our show here on Channel Q, uh, who want to, new- to do better or know more. Uh, what does allyship mean to you in 2021?
3: I think it's um, I feel like it's when like an airline has a rainbow on their Twitter. Like, that's how I know they really care. <laughs> that's how I know they're like really, really supportive. Uh I I look I, I think straight people can show up they can support uh they can support uh organizations doing good work uh they can support organizations that help you know we're we're doing this big fundraiser for the trans justice funding project they can support organizations they can also uh, be supportive toward the people in their own lives uh, who are LGBT and then on top of that I think one thing um we were just talking about like about what 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 LGBT people contribute, that's good. And I think um, letting in the ways in which LGBT (laughs) could be, you know, you can be, you can be a, a, don't be so wedded to masculinity all the time. You know, it's let go of some of these assumptions that LGBT people are questioning uh, in uh, all around you. You know, like there's a way to kind of embrace uh, there's a way for people to embrace maybe they're not queer but they can embrace queerness uh, and be a little more open to that idea. I think that's a, that's a tough one for some people um, but I do think it's what's next and I think like what conservatives have understood I think a little bit faster than liberals is actually just how uh, dangerous an idea it is to challenge masculinity um, and I think we can all do it ourselves in little ways every day whether you're part of the community or not, you know. Yeah,
0: love it or leave it premieres right after the morning beat this Monday, June 28th with a pride extravaganza and airs every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Channel Q.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. This is awesome. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.